Welcome to Hashtag Scripture, your sophisticatedly ratchet word delivery system. You can call us Deliveroo because we are serving you the word, the word of God with extra sauce. Yes, guys, the sauce is coming, honey. It's coming. On Hashtag Scripture, we discuss everyday topics informed by an everlasting God. Now, you know what time it is. Before we start with this, okay, we need you to just make sure that you're in a safe area, a safe space. Well, you're not going to hurt yourself if you laugh too hard, you know? That's all we're asking. Just be safe out there on those streets. Now, usually at this particular segment, we would say that you should share this episode with people, but I'm not going to do that. I'm Why not? not? Instead, happy birthday Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Remix. One, two, three, oh, go. Everybody blow your trumpet. Ba, la, 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 la. Blow your trumpet. Ba, la, 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 la. Guys, Ooh. today <laughs> is for me. It's your birthday. It's your birthday. <laughs> oh, God. We're gonna party like it. One time for the birthday. Mm-hmm. Two time for the birthday. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's my birthday. It's my birthday. I'm gonna spend my money. Yes, girl. Yes, it's for me's birthday. So <laughs> please, as you listen, say a big massive happy birthday to her and our social media platforms. Hashtag scripture everywhere except Twitter, where it's HT scripture. And now it makes sense to now share this episode also <laughs> um, with. Who should we share it with? We should share... Well, everyone whose birthday is in November. Everyone whose birthday is... Everyone's birthday who's in November. Everybody whose birthday is in November. Everybody's... Yeah, what I meant to say. I don't know what English is. (laughs) Everybody's birthday who's in November. Everybody whose birthday is in November. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's not... You can't share it with everybody's birthday. You have to share it with the people (laughs) whose birthday... Or maybe you can share it with the birthdays. I don't know. I don't know. How does that work? Do you send it to the calendar? Is that what happens? Anybody who has a birthday, Uh share it with them. We got there. Or anybody... You know who has a birthday at all ever? Anybody? <laughs> anybody who was born and has celebrated their birthday this year? Uh this year, up until this day. Okay, November twenty. So everybody except for the people born in anybody December. Anybody who's born in December, don't share it with them. <laughs> but apart from them, share it with everybody else. <laughs> and also share it with people who you want their children and their grandchildren to live a healthy life. Mm-hmm. So anybody who use children, grandchildren that you wish well, share it with them. You'll Amen. understand why. Okay? As we continue to go on. You can please find us. <laughs> you can you please the, find, you us. find us. No, I don't know what the I don't know where the English has gone, but it's gone somewhere. It will return hopefully the next hour. You can find <laughs> us on SoundCloud and iTunes and Instagram at hashtag scripture, Twitter at HT Scripture, Patreon, www.patreon.com forward slash hashtag scripture, and Google Podcasts hashtag scripture. Listen, share, and like us. We like you. Subscribe as well, guys. Please subscribe um, on SoundCloud and iTunes. And please leave a review on iTunes. It's really popular. We want more people to hear the podcast. We want people to enjoy like what you enjoy. We need people to enjoy what you enjoy. And the only way they will do that is if we get more reviews on iTunes and you share the podcast with people. So let's get into it. 
So the word on the street is Christians have enough to care about. Saving souls, feeding the homeless, healing people on the street, all that jazz. We don't have time to care about the environment. Who cares if our eating habits or purchasing habits contribute to destroying the planet? The Bible says heaven and earth shall pass away anyway. So why on God's green earth should we give a damn about the environment? You see what I did there? I like what you did there. <laughs> Today we'll be discussing should christians oh today we'll be asking should christians care about the environment and what can or should we do to make a difference uh my name's for me because it's your birthday it's your birthday do a birthday twerk moms do a birthday twerk my name's for me i'm doing a birthday twerk for me okay um my name's Tina, sorry. Okay, okay. We got there in the end. After <laughs> she finished twerking on the table. This giving the child good wine. Okay. Um, dedication. I'm dedicating, first of all, the episode to for me because it's her mm. birthday. Peace. And this is something that is dear to her heart, which is why we're talking about it. It's not just any, you know, we pull it this time for a specific reason. It's dead to for me's heart. So we're talking about the environment. And also we're dedicating this episode to our grandchildren who we need to breathe. Like it would be nice if they could do that. I want my Wouldn't it be super to be nice? Able to breathe. Um, that would yeah, be great. Without, you know, respirators. I need my children to be able to breathe. And to the 70% of the world who live off 30% of the earth's resources and not us 30% who live off 70%. Mm-hmm. Okay. Us 30% in the Western world, we are consuming um 70 percent of the earth's resources so we're dedicating to the 70 percent who don't have much so should christians care about the environment tina yes well <laughs> yes honey yes christians should care about the environment and why one word i want to point to in particular stewardship stewardship um we learn about quite early on whether you're in school or in sunday school you learn about stewardship and it's a word that i think maybe we don't fully understand properly mm. we think a steward is just somebody who kind of guides you, guard you. yeah <laughs> like you kind of guards you or stu- steward at um um in airport or in a parking arena parking arena or in a some sort of arena where then you need stewards right an arena specifically (laughs) for parking eh? um okay but stewardship the definition dictionary definition of stewardship is the job of supervising or taking care of something um also if you want to add it webster's um same thing job of supervising or taking care of something with the intention of passing it on now we're going to look at the first time we we encounter stewardship in the bible because obviously this is hashtag scripture so this is going to be heavily scriptural guys so get ready genesis chapter 1 verse 26 to 28 says then god said let us make man in our own image according to our own likeness let's give them dominion dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over the cattle over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth so god created man in his own image in the image of god he created him male and female who created them then god blessed them and said to them be fruitful and multiply fill the earth and subdue it have dominion over the fish and the sea over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves on the earth and this is the first time that we've seen the the we see the the mantle to be a good steward okay to be a good steward stewardship is a theological belief that humans are responsible for the world and should take care of it believers in stewardship are usually people who believe in one god who created the universe and all that was within it also believing that because you have a god who created the universe and everything that's in it that we when he said have dominion over 
bless, subdue means that we are to take care of creation and look after it. Creation includes animals and the environment. Many religions and denominations have various degrees of support for environmental stewardship. Now, what we're saying, guys, now is that as Christians, as people who listen to Hashtag Scripture, we are going to change our view Mm -hmm. and our level and our degree of support for environmental stewardship. Amen. Um, Adam and Eve's job um, was to look after the garden, to tend to it, to to subdue it, to have dominion over it. And so, subsequently, that is our job too. God didn't create the world for us to scatter it. And I'm going to say that again so you can hear, especially the ones that are at the back. God didn't create the world for us to scatter it. God requires us to be good stewards of our resources, if um job and money, etc. So if God wants us to be a good steward of our resources, why would he... Why would the biggest resource that he has to give the world be any different? You know, if the smallest resource is your job and your money, and he wants you to be a good steward over that, the biggest resource that he's given us, the planet Earth that we live in, why would that be any different? He wants us to be a good steward over that as well. Um, Why would God want you to care about where you live, but not care about where your house lives? about you know like (laughs) your house lives you don't live like no man is an island you Mm. actually live in a world that you have to share with other people your house isn't floating in the atmosphere it's not stuck in the ether your house is in a particular place and you should want that particular place to be green Mm -hmm. to be to be clean um and you should want that for everybody else to not just for you okay my community should be clean and green and have butterflies and rabbits okay (laughs) but everybody else should be living in dexter's laboratory that's that's not fair um he cares about god cares about your health but he doesn't care about the air you breathe isn't the air you breathe contributing to your health well maybe i mean maybe (laughs) they know something we don't know (laughs) Um, the biggest hypocrite you think that god wants you to live in surplus so somebody else can live in lack now a lot of people believe that though you know oh we quote we quote scriptures like the wealth of the sinners shall be given to the righteous (laughs) and we think that everybody who god does not love which is nobody and they should be living in squalor, but we should be living in like the White House. No, boo. No, 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 no. Okay, stop that nonsense. What kind of God are you trying to serve? Keeping the earth clean, looking after the earth so that the earth can look after you and your great grandchildren. I like our- that. That's really good. Do you like, shall I say it again? Looking after the earth so the earth can look after you. Yay. That's really good. You know, and it's really that simple. Yeah, because yeah. that is literally what it is. Yeah, it's really And that's really, that really beautiful. And the, looking after the earth so the earth can look after you. Looking after our bodies. Can we put so that on bodies, a t-shirt? Yeah, we can. I want to put that on a t-shirt. Looking after our bodies so our bodies can look after us. Exactly. You know what I mean? And looking after ourselves so that we can look after our children. Yeah. So it's the same principle. Responsibility, I think, is a big deal for many Christians. We just do not like being responsible for anything. Forever passing the buck, the enemy, the wizard, the Witch, the church, the pastor, my job, the children, the, the train, <laughs> the car, everything. We always have a million excuses. Um, but my dear, the environment is something that you are going to have to your list of things to be responsible for. It's nobody else's job but yours. Amen. Um, yeah, just like Tina said, um, I'm gonna start with Genesis 1 28, because I want us to really understand what it means because i think that's probably in the beginning where we've already kind of like just misunderstood the whole bible probably so i want to just go into verse 28 where it says then god blessed them and said to them be fruitful and multiply fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fishes of the sea over the birds of the air over the every living thing that moves on the earth so i personally think that maybe 
the the reason that Christians are so indifferent about what happens in the world and to the animals and to the environment is because they um, don't understand the word subdue and dominion. So I'm going to read the dictionary definitions of subdue and dominion so that they make sense. So subdue means, it's a verb, obviously, um, which means to overcome, quieten or bring under control. And then dominion means sovereignty or control or the territory of a sovereign or government. So let's think about it like this, yeah? Uh, The queen or the prime minister of this country has dominion over us. The government of this country has dominion over the people. That doesn't mean that they should treat us like trash. Now, often they do. I ain't going to dispute that at all. But that doesn't mean that they should. They're not expected to treat us like trash. In fact, they're expected to do what is best for the people. The king or the leader or the queen or the prime minister or president of a nation is expected to do what is best for the people, you know, like the greater good for the greatest amount of people, right? So, well, depending on what the idea is, because, you know, some people be wilding. But that's generally the principle, right? So should we not then endeavor to do the greatest thing that we can do for the earth as well and for everything that we have dominion over, which, as the Bible says, is the fishes of the sea, the birds of the air, every living thing and everything that moves upon the earth. We should endeavor to do the best that we can. So we bring it under control in terms of, the same way Jesus is in control of us, even though he's not micromanaging our movements. We spoke about this last season. He doesn't have like a string that is making us do what he wants us to do, but he's in control as in he's sovereign over us and he can control us in terms of he can tame, you know, my, my wild, wow, wow, wow. Well, he's not doing a good job right now. Jesus, what you doing? But no, um, you know, like he can, he can, um, take away my lustful thoughts, for example, or he can, he can, um, quieten, the sinful thoughts in my head, for example, that's the type of control it's talking about. It's talking about, for example, bringing the land into cultivating, cultivating the land, sorry, or, um, you know, taming animals so that they're not just killing everybody everywhere, you know, that kind of thing. But it doesn't mean that we should now just be treating them any kind of way in any kind of how. Okay. So I want to read a couple other scriptures. Um, that kind of show what God expects of us in terms of how we should look after the planet. So um, Genesis 2 verse 15 says, The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and keep it. So it says that he should work it and keep it. To keep means to maintain, not to just squander it and do things that are unsustainable to it, right? Um, so when we support things that contrami- uh, cool, contrimise, mm-hmm. contribute to the early demise of the planet, um, and we have no regard for animals or the environment or our impact on those things, is that really us doing God's will? I think not. Jeremiah 2.7 says, And I brought you into a plentiful land to enjoy its fruits and its good things. But when you came in, you defiled my land and you made my heritage an abomination. Now here he's talking about, for example, them coming into the land and, you know, doing like idolatry and all of these heinous acts that they were doing. And he's saying that those spiritual things defined the land. But we have to understand that God is still talking about the land He's not talking about polluting the land right here physically. He's talking about polluting it spiritually. But then how much more physically then? If he's concerned about you polluting the land spiritually, where you can't even see the problem, of course he's going to be concerned about you polluting the land physically as well. He said, I brought you into a plentiful land. He doesn't then expect you to make it a land of sparsity just because you felt like it, because you couldn't be bothered to be doing, you know, 
put your litter in the litter bin and stuff like that. Just simple, just simple things. And we have to realize that actually God does care about the land or he wouldn't mention it. He would just say, I bought you some, I, he would just say, I gave you good things and you defile them. He wouldn't talk about the land specifically. In Deuteronomy 22, 6, it says, um, if you come across a bird's nest in any tree, if you come across a bird's nest in any tree or on the ground with the young ones or eggs and the mother is sitting on the young or on the eggs, you shall not take the mother with the young. Um, this, there's, there's, a, there's a certain type of scripture that helps you to see that God has a heart for, like, for example, animals and the, um, and the environment because he starts to talk about how you should treat animals. Like you should not, what is it? You should not boil, uh, I want to say goat with its milk. Baby like a calf with its milk in its mother's milk and stuff like that like you should treat animals with some kind of respect do you know what i mean like it's saying for example you should not muzzle the um the cow as it's treading the as it's grazing as Mm. it's treading the ground or whatever you know all of these types of scriptures where it's saying like there's a certain conduct and there's a certain standard that god expects us to treat animals and god expects us to treat the land um let me see if i've got the scripture sorry one second uh oh yeah there it is um, Leviticus 25, 4 says, but in the seventh year shall be a Sabbath of rest unto the land, a Sabbath of the Lord. You shall neither sow your field nor prune your vineyard. Like God expects us to treat the world with um, sustainability and with respect. He wants us to have sustainable practices so that we can continue to live off this world for as long as we're going to be here you know but we don't seem to want to do that we seem to want especially in the western world or primarily in the western world we want to be greedy as possible we want to take all the resources from everybody else and we want to farm and cultivate and manufacture and you know produce all of these things until there's nothing left for anyone else you know it's it's really crazy when God says, you know, there, there should be a seventh year Sabbath for the land, it's because if you continue to plant on that land, it starts to deteriorate. The nutrients won't replenish themselves as quickly. So you need to give it a seven year break so that it can just relax, get back to normal. You know, the cows will be doing their business in there, will be getting nice and manure or whatever the word fertile. is, fertile, does it? See, look, scholar, teacher. <laughs> Um, you know, and then you can go and plant back on it, not just plant until everything is a desert and then, you know, and then move on to the next place. That's not what he says. Um, and we also have to take, um, to understand that, oh, actually, and one more scripture, Matthew 6, 26. I say one more scripture, but I'm actually really not done. Uh, Matthew 6, 26. Is she ready or is she? Um, Matthew 6, 26 says, look at the birds of the air for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you, are you not more valuable than they? So yes, this is trying to encourage humans to think, yes, you're more important than the birds, but it still says God has a heart for these little birds. So how much more you not, oh, God doesn't have a heart for the birds. He only has a heart for you. Do you know what I mean? But we act as though God only has a heart for humans and not for animals or not for the world. Um, there's one scripture. I don't think I've got it here, but it says something like when you go into, um, a place, don't, and lay siege on it, on the human beings, don't, burn down the trees what have the trees done to you Mm. like do you know what i mean like it's saying the trees are not humans that they've offended you leave the trees alone Mm. and so if god is concerned about trees but he's not concerned about people do you know what i mean like we have to actually understand and deep that god actually loves the planet that he's Mm. created Mm. and it's his workmanship Mm. um you know uh psalm 19 speaks about it being god's workmanship and like the firmament on the heavens and how glorious it is and how the heavens declare mm. the work of the lord god's very happy with this creation that he has done it when um it when 
in the beginning, in the Meningin, mm. when <laughs> when God created the world, he sat back and said, it is good. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So it's not for us to now come and make it bad because we can't be bothered to clean up after ourselves or we can't be bothered to pace ourselves and we'd rather have convenience than have a planet in a hundred years time. It's mm. not fair. Psalm 24, one says, the earth of the Lord and the fullness thereof, um, the world and those who dwell therein. Um, and, and Psalm 95, five says the sea is his for he made it and his hands formed the dry land. So it, you know, we have all these Psalms about how God has taken pride in, in building this planet and, and creating this planet and, you know, doing the, the mountains so that they look perfect. And, you know, he weighed the mountains in his hands and the drop of, uh, uh, the ocean is like a drop of a bucket in his hand. These things are very precious to God. Imagine going to someone's house. Yeah. Let alone a whole God, but going to someone's house. If I went to Tina's house. Yeah. I went in there. I just poo on the floor, spat on the floor. Then I just ate all my food and then threw the rubbish on the floor. She's going to actually, first of all, she's going to kick me out of her house because no, we don't do that here. She's never going to invite me to her house again. Like that's not on. That's not okay. You'd think I was rude if I came to your house and did that. So this is the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and everyone that dwells within is the Lord. So why do we just treat it like rubbish? Why are we not respectful to this place where we're technically renting? You know, it says we're, we're um, the Bible says we're in this world, but not of this world. So this is, that's, we're literally renting. That's the, literally the definition of what we are doing here. So how can we just treat it any kind of way we want to? It's so shocking. And it's really sad that we don't, um, like pay attention to things. And it's not like, for example, global warming is like this new thing that nobody knew about beforehand. Um, people have known about global warming for over 200 years. Um, it's not like a recent discovery. Joseph Fourier, I want to say Fourier because it's spelled like Korea. So Joseph Fourier in 1824 um, found that the Earth's atmosphere kept the planet warmer and than it would be if it was in a vacuum. And Fourier recognized that the atmosphere transmitted visible light waves efficiently to the Earth's surface and that, that um, there was like human interference that could potentially make this worse. And then Eunice Newton Foote then did a paper on it in 18. 56 like this is 1856 guys this is before modern day science do you know what i mean where they saw and they knew that these things were going on they saw and they knew that there, that we had the potential to make things worse and to speed up like the next ice age or the destruction of the planet but people will be now saying oh no it's a hoax donald trump that's what we're looking at right now you know or or you'll be saying it's a hoax but then in your private golf club in scotland you're now building extra high walls so to keep the flooding out but what flooding if there's no global warming what flooding will you be having shush i can't i actually can't it just makes me really angry i don't understand and as christians we need to not neglect the home that god has given us Mm -hmm. and we should actually be championing the um you know trying to keep the world in a in a tidy nice and beautiful state mm. and not just let it go to the dogs because yeah. it's really not what god wants newsflash the newsflash for today is taken from the united nations sustainable development stream of the organization and they are talking about the sustainable development goals okay so you may have heard some other things that united nations are doing make poverty history but there is another one called the sustainable development goals and there's 17 goals to transform our world that the un has um, researched and said this is what we need to keep the planet moving and ticking over correctly okay some of these are in direct correlation to um to the environment and some of them are 
if we teach people the right thing, mm-hmm. then they will do the right thing, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so the sustainable development goals are a call for action by all countries, poor, rich, and middle income. So it's not just the West and it's not just the poor countries who are now not allowed to, this is the one thing that I hate when they first started talking about it. Yeah. They were saying that, okay, the countries that are not developed, they're not, they, allowed, they're to not develop. allowed to develop. Yeah. You know, we've done industrialization. Yeah, and we've, exactly. fought, we've done the most pollution and gas. Yeah, that's to, it's horrible, but. To the world. But okay, so and we're developed now. We're happy you know mm-hmm. we built the dubai is literally literally bought, built in a factory okay but everybody else that's not developed you go and get a chance to do that so no the sustainable development goals are for all countries mm-hmm. poor rich and middle income to promote prosperity while protecting the planet they recognize that ending poverty must go hand in hand with the strategies to build economic growth and address a range of social needs including education health social protection and job opportunities while tackling climate change and environmental protection because in actual fact a lot of these things kind of go hand in hand Um, most of them in fact so goal number one there's 17 guys goal number one no poverty okay so the, the deadline i think for um this is i think it's like 35 2035 i'll find out in a second guys okay so goal number one no poverty goal number two zero hunger it's not fair that we get to eat 64 mcdonald's every day and there's people in the world who don't get food to eat because Mm. we've literally gone we've taken up all of their food so that we can use it and they got nothing left to eat stop that okay goal number three good health and well-being goal number four quality education so important Mm -hmm. goal number five gender equality Mm -hmm. again so important goal number six clean water and sanitation clean water is a big deal a very 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 big deal there are still many parts of the world many countries many communities that do not have access to clean water on a daily basis and sanitation Goal number seven, affordable and clean energy. I like clean energy. Um, That's like my favorite thing. (laughs) Goal number eight, decent work and economic growth. Goal number nine, industry, innovation and infrastructure. Goal 10, reduced inequality. So we're trying to... um, um, We're trying to break down the gap between the rich and the poor. Mm -hmm. Okay, and the squeeze middle. Um, Goal 11, sustainable cities and community. Again, I love sustainability. Goal 12, responsible consumption and production. I don't understand why it's not. I don't understand why it's not. um, This is such a big issue. uh, Like, I think that should be goal one. Because even in, even if common sense, as says that you should be responsible in how how you consume things. How can you have no poverty if you don't have responsible consumption and production? You can't, can you? No. So what's the, what's the point of putting it in the goal number 12? Um, goal 13, climate action. That should also be higher because there's no point of having no poverty if we ain't got nowhere to live. Uh, goal 14, life below water. So the fishies. What does that mean? Life, the fishies oh, and marine the, culture. I thought it meant as in humans living below water. I was like, whoa, <laughs> I'm not ready for all that. Hold on a second. <laughs> yeah, this so ain't Atlantis it's, up in here. It's, it's the mar- uh, marine um, culture, um, the animals in the animals that live in the sea yeah they're animals <laughs> are they animals okay yeah. good so the fisheries and all the different things so the, the the what we're doing to the corals and the reefs and Mate. all of that sort of stuff you know the the bits of the planet that the tectonic plates that are underneath the ground do you know what i mean that are in the sea that's causing all these earthquakes how why what's what's happening well we can't do anything about that um, that's just the planet life on land okay goal that's goal number 15 life on land as in the animals on the land yeah 
Okay. Um, because I was like, we already live here, boo. We already doing just fine on that one. Goal we six, achieved that goal. Goal sixteen: peace and justice, strong institutions. Okay, that are bringing about peace and justice. And goal number seventeen: partnerships to achieve the goal. And I'm just gonna just quickly try and find when the um, what am I doing? Oh, <laughs> when the the deadline is when they want it. When the UN says that we should achieve this. Come on, internet. By 2030. Okay, so there's 17 goals to transform our world. Um, in 2015, countries adopted the 2030 agenda. So by 2030, every country should be actively engaged in promoting all 17 of Oh, so not goals. to achieve the goals, but to be actively, actively engaged, engaged in, in promoting, promoting them. those okay. goals and making sure that it's a realistic. So when the UN okay. come knock on your door and say, what you doing about these 17 goals? So you can show them we're doing X, Y, and Z yeah, okay. by 2030. Okay. So what can or should we individually do and corporately, I suppose, as Christians to make a difference. Okay. Or as people, you don't have to be Christian to want to save the planet. Yeah, no, definitely, I mean? definitely. Um, Genesis chapter two, verse 15 says, then the Lord took, then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend, look after and keep to preserve or maintain it. Um, so we are first created to look after and tend the earth to be good caretakers the earth would naturally provide all we needed and was more than sufficiently resourced to care for all mankind god isn't like a doofus okay mm. when god said that these seeds will produce after its own kind and then animals will produce after its own kind he actually meant it like he actually planned it so that the earth will continue to reproduce and um the earth that plants and animals and vegetation will continue to re reproduce after its own kind he created it that way for a reason so if we're seeing an extension of certain things if we're seeing certain things dying out if we're seeing certain things being um having um what's the word that begins with um, mutations and stuff then it's a problem that we have created and not something that god did that god created the world where earth would naturally provide all we needed and was more than sufficiently resourced to care for all mankind all we had to do was tend to it and subdue it it sounds easy but i think for a lot of the time we don't think it's an easy thing when adam and eve fell i understand that there's a lot of effects that happened with their fall the bliss of this abundant supply of vegan food and clean pollution-less atmosphere disappeared and their job became a lot harder so if we were all still living in the garden of eden it'll be eden mm. eden it will be a lot easier mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. we'll just be here with the best vegan diet we'll be all looking buff things like paintings our skin will be flowing our hair will be lovely our nails will be great but we don't okay it did become a lot more difficult but it didn't become impossible mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it didn't become impossible to tend and look after the earth natural disasters famine water shortage crop failure and many more food and environmental issues surface as a result of the of the fall and yes less a lot of it has to do with the devil and what has happened as a result of what he's been doing but also more severely and directly linked to the mishandling of the earth's resources by man. Okay, so it's less of the devil and less of the fall and more of us mishandling, misappropriating and misusing the earth's resources. It is our duty as kingdom citizens to care 
tend and subdue the earth like the scriptures are there for us to read mm. and the same way that we who knew <laughs> they're not there for us to wipe our bum with it mm-hmm. like literally that the scriptures are there for us to read and understand if we'll use the bible as a blueprint for everything else in our life why would we not use the blueprint the bible as a blueprint to help us look after the earth that god has created for us especially now that we have dominion and authority to do so like we have the authority the dominion and the knowledge to do so much we mm. live in such a great era where there is so much knowledge there's so much scientific help that we can implore to help us look after the earth and we're supposed to do it now the following is not a paid advertisement by greenpeace but some of the stuff that they have been saying is amazing okay and it's not rocket science we are to recycle and we are to use renewable energy we can all do that many organizations and many businesses have tried to you know put recycling bins next to the waste paper or whatever it may be using renewable sources we are to lower emissions on our carbon footprint sometimes that means walking and not jumping in a car i'm the biggest i drive everywhere literally every single place I will drive there you know and our carbon footprint we are to be intelligent with our fishing farming and agriculture not abuse or misappropriate there's only so much food that we can eat you know how much waste the western world produces yeah, like disgusting. in your supermarkets the amount of waste they produce we oversupply comp- all the time we have to be responsible and intelligent with our farming fishing and agriculture we are to be responsible for the planet in which we live in um we're not in heaven yet so us acting like we're in heaven and therefore just doing whatever with earth doesn't make sense we actually live here we need Mm -hmm. to live here until god calls us home so therefore look after it do not pollute it till it tend to it be fruitful we need to make sure the world is taken care of make sure there's enough food to go around and not to deplete its resources or abuse it this means okay yeah that's fine okay so scriptures real quick guys ezekiel 34 verse 18 it is not isn't it enough for you to keep the the best of the pastures for yourselves must you also trample down the rest yeah isn't it enough for you to keep the best of the pastures for yourself must you also trample down the rest isn't it enough for you to drink clear water for yourselves must you also muddy the rest of your feet that's like, a, yeah that's a big scripture that's as it, i think i have that here as well you know it's 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 a lot of stuff we are some of us are really enjoying good food but we don't want anybody else to eat Mm -hmm. some of us are drinking the purest of the purest waters but we don't want anybody else to drink clean water and the reason why it's not like intentional oh yeah i want people to drink clean water but what are you doing Mm -hmm. what your your actions are directly impacting and prohibiting somebody else from drinking clean water but the thing is it is intentionally because it might not be you specifically as an individual but these companies are going to places where the water is pure and clear and they are now bottling that water and selling it to us and then charging the people who live there. Like say you have a lake, you live next to a lake. They'll now cordon off the lake, bottle the water, sell it in the West and then tell you that you also need to pay for that water that you, your ancestors have been drinking for free mm. for the whole of human history. Mm. What? It's crazy. What? It's and this crazy. is what we support it when we buy those bottled waters. It's we crazy. support it. It's actually crazy. Psalms 24 one to two you read that um okay revelations revelation eleven eighteen. the nations raged but your wrath came and the time for the dead to be judged um for rewarding your servants the prophets the saints and those who fear your name both small and great and for the destroyers and for destroying the destroyers of the earth okay so if you read around it it's not necessarily talking about those who 
um, destroy the earth in particular as in the environment but it's talking about those who destroy God's creation no matter what it may be okay whether it's mankind whether it's communities and God's creation also includes the world okay so there is there is a price to pay there is God takes it very seriously when you when you destroy something that he's created it's not you mm. that created it Isaiah chapter 40 um, one of my favorite passages was like was you there when I made the heavens and the earth was you there when I stretched out the um when, was you there when I built the mountains, when I weighed the mountains in my hand? And I was you, was you there when I made the sea? You didn't help God to make the earth. So you therefore you shouldn't help to destroy it. Mm-hmm. Like you wasn't there. And he takes it very seriously. Do not destroy earth. Mm-hmm. Everything <laughs> that I've created, just don't destroy it. Just, it's really that simple. Simple, simple. Simple, simples. Simples. Yeah. And it's not okay as a Christian to just cop out and say, well, the damage is done now. So there's nothing we can do. Like, that's really not our job. Our job, as we keep saying, is to subdue, to keep and tend, you know. So um, we serve a God who will heal the land if we pray. So if anything, if you're not going to do anything else, which I don't advise, but if you're not going to do anything else, at least pray. Um, I'm going to read Second Chronicles 7, 14. It says, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face um, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear them from heaven and will forgive their sins and I will heal their land. Um, I just think it's really important to understand that God expects us to be good stewards because that's literally all we're ranting and raving about all the time in mm. church but what, how we say it is we're talking about money oh um he wants you to be a good steward of your money money doesn't grow on trees literally mm. do you know what i mean mm. like money is not the only thing that you can be a good steward of mm. you're supposed to be a good steward of the place that you live a good steward of the people around you mm. a good steward of the animals that are in your care and mm. okay yeah we don't farm anymore or not a lot of us farm anymore farming is like a dying industry or whatever but at the same time you know in terms of the meat that you consume which i'll speak about later who is um what kind of treatment they do to the animals and are we okay with that is Mm. that what god would have wanted Mm. um we have to think about these things and it's really important so what can we do as christians or as people to help like in any little way that we can well we can start with even just something small like recycling if you live in a flat where there's there isn't a recycling offer like my mum does you can ask ask the tenant society ask the council listen guys we don't have recycling facilities here can you get them and then they'll put them they might not put them in your very flat but they'll put them nearby so Mm -hmm. that you can use them they'll put recycling points in your Mm -hmm. area if you don't have them already which you really should and you can just investigate where they are Mm -hmm. but if you don't then ask the council because that's unacceptable and you really should have them Mm -hmm. and then start recycling start separating your plastic bottles from your your um, glass bottles and Mm -hmm. just putting them it really helps because um, I don't know if you've heard about I don't I don't know what the name of this landmass of this landfill mass on the sea is called, but it has a name and it's the size of Texas and it's basically a um a Texas size floating garbage landfill floating on the sea. And I know that was not correct English, but you know what I'm talking about. It is just garbage mm. floating on the sea and it's the size of Texas and there's lots of little basically continents at this stage, like in the sea, in the Pacific Ocean, in the um, the Atlantic Ocean that are just floating around there full of garbage. This is not what God signed up for. This is not what God expected when he was like, okay, mm. let me just create this world and then tell the humans to keep it and tend it. That is not what he intended for you to do. Mm. Um, you can you can try low waste or zero waste. Um, low waste and zero waste are basically when you're either 
not producing waste at all, obviously. So you're, for example, everything, everything you buy, you, um, you recycle or you reuse yourself or you recycle properly or you, for example, only buy things in bulk that are, so for example, if you want to go and buy pasta, you wouldn't buy it in a package, in a plastic package of pasta, but you would buy it, go to one of those places where you can like scoop it out, like pick a mix and then scoop it into a, your own bag and then take it home and pay for it like that. And then you like weigh it and then you take it home. You can do that. You can do, um, like yeah reusing things so reusing tins and glass jars and stuff like that as much as possible that kind of stuff so you can research zero waste and low waste if that's something you think you'd be interested in and it saves money guys so these are all things that would save money yeah yeah sorry i was gonna say something else that i saw is that with the low waste and zero waste is that um you know your food waste you can put it in like you can compost, compost it things. Yeah, yeah exactly um proverbs twelve ten says Okay, so this bit's a bit jumbled up because I was like really just writing it really passionately and everything got jumbled up. So I'm sorry if it doesn't make sense, but I'm hoping that it does. So Proverbs, I'm going to speak about cruelty to animals right now, right? Proverbs 10, no, Proverbs 12, 10 says, whoever is righteous has regard for the life of his beast, but the mercy of the wicked is cruel. So we can see that God considers somebody who is righteous as somebody who is righteous, not only to human beings, but also to animals as well. That's what it means by beast, right? So, um, we have to be, we have to treat animals with respect. They're still alive. Yes, they may not be human. They may not be standing on, on their hind legs and talking to us like we have conversations, but they still feel pain and they still, um, are intelligent creatures. So we need to be wary of that. I'm not anti eating meat. I, I never said that. I don't want anybody to eat meat ever again. That's not really what I'm here for, but I think we need to consume meat responsibly and we need to really understand the industry that is producing meat and where it's going wrong and try and make a change in how we adapt to our participation in that industry mm. so um ecclesiastes 3 19 to 20 says for what happens to the sons of men also happens to animals one thing befalls them as one dies so the other dies surely they are all have one breath man has no advantage over animals for all is vanity all go to one place and all are from dust and return to dust. So like, we're all equal. Do you know what I mean? Like that's the same thing that it says kind of, it, that's kind of the rhetoric it uses, like the, um, both the righteous and the wicked, uh, the, the rain falls on the righteous and the wicked, the sun shines on the righteous and the wicked Hashtag and the animals and everybody else. Do you know what I mean? Like we have to be, um, considerate of animals. And I think that, um, I've been vegan on and off for like two years now, but I've, been consistently vegan for like the last three months and because god convicted me first it was because i wanted to lose weight because i wanted to be trim honey and snatched in the waist but then god was convicting me of all these things and was like okay but you know you're not gonna not be a vegan anymore and i was like what what do you mean so we'll see i mean christmas is coming up so you never know but what I would suggest in terms of veganism is if you can try even doing one day a week, mm. two days a week, mm. it's not going to kill you. Nobody's going to die. It's only recently in the last less than 100 years that we've even started meat, eating meat every day as the human race. Mm. That was unheard of before. Do you know what I mean? In biblical times, that certainly wasn't the case. And I know you see all this animal sacrifices and you're thinking, oh, well, um, you know, we sacrifice all those animals. And so yeah, in the biblical times, so obviously they weren't caring that much about animals, but they actually treated animals with a lot more respect, even than poor people and slaves actually to be honest with you if we really want to get into it they really treated animals with respect for example in luke 5 luke 14 5 um 
Jesus answered the Pharisees who were trying to basically challenge him on healing on the Sabbath or something like that. And they said, and he said to them, which of you shall have a donkey or an ox fall into a pit and not immediately pull him out on the Sabbath day? You know, like it's not that because your donkey is in the, in the pit that you'll just say, okay, we'll leave them there until Monday. Like, no, you're still going to care about your animals and you do that and you break the Sabbath. You break your own laws that you're so, that you're so, you know, adamant in keeping and your legalism for the animal but then when jesus is trying to heal somebody on the sabbath you have a problem but that's a different story altogether but we can just see that they do care about animals and the way that we treat animals now and the way that they treated animals back in the day it's like you can't compare it you can't compare it because we literally mass produce animals to the point where it's some it's something stupid like more more animals than humans that have ever existed die every two years so that we can eat them and then we throw a lot of it away anyway. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's mad. And, like, we do, like, immoral practices. Like, in the UK, we de-beak we chickens, which is apparently one of the most painful things that you can do to a chicken. Um, and it's banned in most of the other EU countries. But we do that here in the UK just because, like, because it's easier for us. Like, do you know what I mean? Just things that are cruel, things that are unnecessary. Like, I'm really, especially, for example, the dairy industry. Some people go vegetarian instead of vegan. And they say, like, oh, okay, but, you know, it's better because we're not killing animals. But if we really deep it and understand what's happening in the dairy industry, it's like just as bad, if not worse, to be honest, because I don't know which I would prefer someone uh, murdering me or someone um, constantly raping me to, and then taking away the children that it produces so that they can steal my milk. I don't know which one is worse, but I think they're both terrible. And mm-hmm. I don't think that we should be, do you know what I mean? Like, and we can go organic and I think that's definitely a step in the right direction. But you have to make sure that because there's a lot of loopholes around, oh, this is organic. Do you know what I mean? So you have to make sure that it's responsibly sourced meat and I really or responsibly sourced milk or cheese or whatever. Or you can just cut it out altogether until something is done by the government, which I really feel like the government needs to step in and do something mm. because it's not oh because of gluttony. We should just be treating animals like they're, I don't know, some kind of toy that you're manufacturing in mm. China. Like it's not fair. Um, and, and I want to just be really, really clear that it's not the ethical implications of killing an animal. That is why I'm vegan because I've killed animals for food before when I was in Nigeria. So it really is not an issue. I've seen cows sacrificed in Nigeria. I've killed chickens myself in Nigeria and, and, you know, plucked them, skinned them alive. It's not a thing to me, but it's the actual fact that we're mass producing animals as though they're not actually living beings. And then we're treating them like rubbish. They have no space to move around. They're, you know, dosed with hormones. They're fed, you know, on soy, which they're not supposed to even eat because it's like, it just makes them fat. They're pumped with hormones. I think I said that already. They're pumped with all of these things. And then we, we like, I just think it's just cruel. Um, Yeah. So moving on from veganism. Sorry, I got caught up in that Um, and cruelty to animals and stuff. Um, Also, you can buy cruelty-free makeup, ladies. Cruelty-free makeup and like cosmetics and stuff. Moving on from animals. Um, you can buy ethical fair trade food and clothing from local sources. So for example, you can go to a local farmer's market and buy um, food that was grown nearby rather than having food that was flown in from Australia or thrown in from Ibiza. You can get locally sourced foods and seasonal foods. So for example, if strawberries aren't in season and you're buying strawberries, they're importing those strawberries from like Spain, for example. And that obviously has a higher carbon footprint than you just eating the seasonal food fruit and veg that is grown around your time um around your time in your area rather um not just chump- jumping on cheap flights to ibifa every other week on have ryanair. a on ryanair well we don't get ryanair it's cancelled anyway i mean who was even getting ryanair i 
I can't remember if I've ever got on Ryanair, to be honest with you. But, yeah, no more Ryanair, because they cancelled. But, yeah, don't just... Don't. Obviously, yeah, you're allowed to have a good time. But sometimes you can have a good time in the UK. It's not actually that hard. Or wherever you are, just have a good time. Just take a rest and stay at home. Like, you don't have to jump on a flight and fill the air with kerosene or whatever they're using in rocket fuel in the, in the airplane. What do they use? It's not gasoline or kerosene. Is it kerosene? No, I don't know. It's something seen. Anyway, um, what else? Can you buy an electric car? Can you commute? Can you cycle? Can you walk to work? Can you do something that reduces your carbon footprint? Um, and then also donating to or becoming an activist for these kind of matters. For example, modern slavery, boycotting brands that um, use modern slavery as a practice. Um, and I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm not saying that I've got all of these da- things down pat. I went to Primark like two weeks ago. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I, I get that it's hard, especially if you don't have money and stuff, but can you recycle? Can you go to the thrift shop? Can you go to secondhand shop? Can you do all these things um, just to, to do your part, to do a little bit? I'm not saying you have to do everything all at once. A lot of time we say, oh, I don't have time to do that. But you have time to be binge watching Netflix every day. So I feel like you have a small amount of time, just at least an hour, because you'd be watching at least Coronation Street or EastEnders every day you can do stuff whilst you're watching EastEnders do you know what I mean just like try I don't know I think we can try yeah definitely we can all try nothing is beyond trying yeah <laughs> nothing is beyond us you can definitely cut down on the amount of and I'm, I'm trying to do it now when I'm going to buy fruit and veg you know try and go to a local farmer's market try and go to a, a reasonably stocked store where there has locally grown um, fruit and veg because mm-hmm. I don't want my banana to come from Portugal mm-hmm. and Brazil Isn't it's not that serious mm-hmm. it actually really isn't that serious I can eat I mean but bananas don't grow in this climate though do they so no so that was a poor, exa- <laughs> that was a poor example but I don't need I don't need all my food yeah. to come from other parts of the world but, so what if I told you you couldn't have mango again <sighs> Apart from mango. <laughs> okay, apart from mango and plantain, please, or plantain. Please. I don't I just know why she's saying plantain. I don't I just think need she those, is. I just need those two things. Everything else you can go take away. But my, <laughs> my mangoes and my plantain, can you please just keep for them? Whoever's bringing them, even if... Even if somebody that goes and gets a carton from Africa <laughs> and puts it on the ship, on the sea, that's even better than it going on a plane. Okay, please do that. Probably how most of them come. But anywho, so let's try. We can all try to reduce. Um, we can all try to recycle. We can all try to be sustainable. We can all do that. We can all try and look after the world that we live in so that the world can look after us. This week's sponsor is Greenpeace. We've got two sponsors this week, Greenpeace and Cafod. Greenpeace um, is an organization that stands to defend the natural world and promote peace by investigating, exposing and confronting environmental abuse and championing responsible solutions for our fragile environment. That's not just, I know they get bad back for like throwing paint on people who wear fur. <laughs> they do more than Murder! that. <laughs> you know, they actually do more than throwing paint on people who wear fur. They are really trying to defend. Oh, that's a point. Not wearing like leather mm-hmm. and wool and yeah, fur. Yeah, and fur. yeah that's, a, so, that's a good point. Um, So they do more than that. They are really trying to just confront environmental issues because sometimes we try to take the back seat and and other organizations like, okay, guys, you should do this. But they are really on the front end, really confronting it. Another organization called CAFARD, which stands for Catholic Agency for Overseas Development. So they are um, an organization which is an international development charity and the official aid agency for Catholic churches in England and Wales. So that overseas development charity is not just 
fighting poverty, but also tackling water issues, um, health issues, sanitation issues, um, responsible cropping, responsible farming, um, all of those sort of things. So CAFOR does a great, a, a great job as well. So those are our two sponsors today, Greenpeace and CAFOD. Forms, what is our hashtag scripture? Uh, before we do that, I just want to say that I know that sometimes it seems really daunting and it's like, oh my gosh, I'm just one person. I can't make a difference. But I want to assure you that you can, because I'm not talking to you as one person. I'm talking to you as part of the body of Christ. If you were to tell one friend and one friend is to tell one friend, okay, let's do what we can to change the environment. If the whole of Christianity, all of the body of Christ was to give up one day of meat, do you know how much of an impact that would have? There's like 30, it's something like 30% of the world's population is Christian. If we were to all give up meat for one day, that would have a massive impact on demand because demand would fall and then people wouldn't produce so much meat and then throw it away at the end of the day when nobody eats it. Supply do you know demand, what I mean? Yeah. Like it's all about supply and demand. So we do have, uh, as Christians, as a body, you individually might not have that much, even though it's about your conscience and how good you feel. But um, as the body of Christ, if you were to spread this in your church, and I really would implore you to just say like, let's have a conversation about how we can reduce the carbon footprint of our house and our church and our this and our that. And just have that conversation and try and spread it almost like you spread the gospel probably better because you You're know really some of you there. don't really be doing the, the gospel true, stuff actually. it's know? true that in what you said about um the um christian purchase power mm -hmm. because we also say the things you know we like to say things like okay if, if something racial happens and we'll we'll boycott this mm -hmm. and you know oh the the black um with the black purchase power black people have really good really high purchase power mm -hmm. because we buy everything all we do is consume as black people we yeah. literally just consume yeah. everything that's for another um, episode so, <laughs> so literally the same way that you want to exercise your purchase power on a boycotting black friday because it's you know whatever it is or boycotting certain racial organized racist organizations i.e no i'm not gonna call anybody out right it's the same way that we can have purchase power over stopping um stopping uh meat for one yeah. day or if all the churches because listen it's not buying the brands that you it's use, definitely um, especially in london as well that there's churches are literally on every other sheet on every other street if churches are now said okay we're going to set up a recycling hub so mm -hmm. that local community can come and bring their stuff in if they can um protest or go to their local council and say okay we want to do this and we want to do that there are so many churches in london yeah. in the uk that we can really really do a lot if we actually put our mind to it exactly. it's not every minute fire on the mountain fire on the mountain fire on the mountain sometimes we can do other things yeah and actually um we had a comment from jahaziel um like on our what episode was it would you go to prison for the gospel mm -hmm. and he was talking about how the church doesn't basically the summary of what he said was the church doesn't care about real issues they only care about spiritual issues they don't want to help people who are disenfranchised they don't want to help like race relations for example um and i'll go as far as to say like they don't want to help human rights or you know equal equal rights or stuff like that or gender pay and stuff you know real issues that are really like i think it's great like yes okay everybody needs salvation and you need to save but also as a church there's a certain power that we're supposed to have in the um the community and there's something that tina says where we should be the standard mm. do you know what i mean we should be the standard and we should be implementing the standard mm. so it's not that oh all of these other 
um, issues, they're so trivial. We don't need to get involved as a church. No, we need to get involved in these issues. Like, it's really important, especially stuff like, okay, the actual earth that your father, God, has given you to live on. I think that's an issue that you can actually get involved in. And if at the very least you pray, I'll be happy. At least at the very least you pray. And not some small prayer, like put it in your prayer points that you pray at least weekly. Because we need prayer. This The the, the planet is really in, in terrible shape. And it, there is a problem. And, you know, I think we don't realise how bad it is because, you know, capitalism makes it so we probably want to turn a blind eye to these things mm-hmm. so that we can continue to make a lot of money off of it. But at the end of the day, if in 12 years we start to just not be able to breathe anymore because there's too much carbon dioxide i don't know how it works but <laughs> you know then we'll be saying oh no we should have listened to hashtag scripture they were talking in that episode about how we should be behaving in the planet you know so mm-hmm. all of you rich people go and invest in renewable energy yeah yeah and it's even little things like you know the light bulbs that we use in our houses yeah. you know um those kind of things your are, electricity provider yeah, where do they get their energy from you know it's just little every little helps yeah every little helps cool Okay, our hashtag scripture for today is Psalm 24, verse 1. Um, the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof, and the world and those who dwell therein. So don't mess up God's house, because he won't be happy with you. Amen. Salah. Salah. <laughs> Salah. Okay. Your prayer. Lord, we just give you praise, we give you glory. We thank you for this wonderful, beautiful, amazing, awesome planet that you've given us to live on. The heavens are beautiful the earth is beautiful everything that you have done is beautiful lord and we pray that you give us the strength the wisdom the guidance on how to look after what you have done your workmanship how to uphold it how to keep it and tend it almighty god how to look after the animals and the trees and you know all of that airy fairy stuff that we take for granted and we think that it's only hippies that care about it help us to have a heart for the things that you have a heart for lord and help us to behave responsibly and behave sustainably in the mighty name of jesus we pray amen amen thank you for listening guys we are on soundcloud and itunes um please follow and subscribe on soundcloud and itunes please leave a review on itunes make sure you subscribe make sure you share it we are also on instagram hashtag scripture um facebook hashtag scripture ht scripture for twitter and patreon hashtag scripture and google podcasts we can be everywhere just google us we're so googleable right now podcast, hashtag scripture please share this episode with um your friends and your family let's just really start the discussion get get the discussion going which would be really 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 good <laughs> also guys please support us on patreon and um, we are really trying to do big things for the kingdom of god not for ourselves really is it for ourselves we're just trying to do big things for the kingdom of god and for you guys and we want to be able to do that so please support us via patreon from as little as three pounds 80 a month one-off payments are also very much appreciated guys we love you with the love of god we want your children to live happy healthy lives where they can breathe children great-grandchildren to live happy healthy lives you know let's just continue to really just try and do the things that god has called us to do all of them not just a few of them Mm-hmm. and it's not just your children you'll still be alive at a time that if the clock if things keep going on mm-hmm. you'll still be here don't worry about your children it's you as well i mean think about it this is london where we've had um nine months of summer <laughs> like for the first had, time in recorded history nine months of summer in london if that does not scare you wow <laughs> it does not scare you. you people are thinking oh i didn't need to go i beat this this year because i beat the came to me that's the problem that's, problem. that's the issue yeah that's the problem 
Well, thank you guys. Thank we you so you. much. Please, please share this episode. I know that she already said that, but I just want to just reiterate it because it's actually really important. Or just even if you don't share the episode, but like just do something and tell your peoples. Like, how about we do one day vegan? How about we don't buy from such and such a place anymore because they do this that and the other and do your research oh my god something i wanted to say i'm so sorry i know that we actually finished but something that i want to say is that ignorance is not an excuse like i've told you now you've heard me now so you can't be saying oh we didn't know that that brand was doing x y and z like you actually like the onus is on you now to find out which brands are behaving mad and treating the world like its own personal dumping ground like you know now most of the brands are doing that so figure it out and when we when we do our merch our merch will be sustainably ethically sourced so all the bottles that our sources are in yeah <laughs> it'll be recyclable bottles recyclable okay <laughs> all, all right, right we love we you, love you. Okay. god bless bye, bye.